walk up your bikes and feel the heat. It's time for another episode of Podcast Gagotoku, a.k.a. Like a Podcast. I am your host, Argyle, and with me, as always, is Jordan. Hey! What's up? Hey! This has been a week. It's been one week. It's been one week since we recorded our last episode of Podcast Gagotoku, a.k.a. Like a Podcast, the only Yakuza podcast hosted by us. I don't know if there's others out there. I haven't checked yet. If there's another Um, Yakuza podcast hosted by me, I'm going to shit. That would be pretty wild. Our doppelgangers are hosting the other one. Um, that's that's the one that's the the podcast that we our original podcast uh, title Mad Pod of Shimano is out there and they're sort of our rivals. Um, how, how have you been? I've been doing all right. Uh, you know, I, I I I had a few days off of work and that was pretty nice. And then I got called into work right when it was like about podcast recording time. Well, not not really, but like the day before, so I didn't have time to like really prepare for that, and that's why we've had to. We're recording this a day later than what is supposed to be our recording time, but usually ends up being our recording time, anyways. What are you gonna do? You know how it is. I've been trucking. What are you gonna do? I've been sucking. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to go. You know what? Podcast is over. Podcast is canceled. Ending the recording. Throwing my, I'm microwaving my copy of Yakuza Zero. Just kidding. I would never do that. I would never hurt Kiryu, who's on my disc. Um, he's, he's on the disc. He lives there. He lives there. It's like, you know, Toy Story. When I'm not playing, he gets up and he he reads his book about, like, how to do I think it's actually. I think you'll find it's actually more like Wreck-It Ralph. It's a lot like Wreck-It Ralph in that um, in Yakuza, in the sequel to Yakuza Zero, which I believe is Yakuza Zero Yeah, Kiryu stands in front of, uh, he he goes, he logs onto the internet and he sees a lot of people saying, wow, smelly Kiryu, lonely man, living alone in the the cosmic family He gets cyber-bullied. Yeah. I think Kiryu is un-cyber-bullyable. I don't think you could cyber-bully Kiryu. I don't think you can real-life bully him either. I mean, like, I don't think, I, I. it's not even just a matter of, like, oh, if you made fun of Kiryu, he'd hurt you. I don't think you could theoretically say a thing to Kiryu that would get to him enough to, like, make him upset. Yeah. Because I just don't think, I don't think that that, I don't think he lets things get to him. I think the only thing you could do to bully Kiryu is maybe make fun of one of his friends or, or, or family members. Yeah, he's like that one tweet from, who was it, Tyler, the creator, like, cyberbullying ain't real, just log off. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, the other, the other thing about Kiryu that makes him uncyberbullyable is that he'd never log on. Oh yeah, never. Well, okay, <laughs> not, not except for the Yaku- one time. Not he... until Yakuza Six. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll talk about our. We'll very get to when he finally bits. logs on. <laughs> the the moment that Kiryu logs on and what he does with internet access. Yeah. So this is chapter fourteen of Yakuza Zero: Unwavering Bonds. I don't know about you, but this is a tra- uh, chapter that I've kind of been dreading. Well. Is it for for what reason? Let's clarify. Here, there's one thing about this chapter that makes me very excited, and then there's one thing about this chapter that makes me very upset. So, is the one thing that makes you ups- uh, very is so? Let me let me take just a, a hazard a guess. The thing yes, that makes you excited without... is the story part, the like you know the mm-hmm. the the actual plot. The, the part yeah. that makes you upset and cranky and angry is the the real estate portion that you have been uh forced to do well (laughs) 
I wasn't even thinking about it that way because every time I I, uh, I open my copy of Yakuza Zero to do the real estate, I'm kind of a little ticked off. Um, that being said, it was it was just from a story perspective, but we'll get there. Um, but I should we put a time, content warning at the front of this one, probably for for just violence, for violence, violence and bad feels, some some torture. There's torture in this one. Yeah, some someone dies, but it's not someone that is it's fun when they die. So uh just be aware of that cuz it's it's probably the most upsetting. It's like one of the two most upsetting deaths in the entire series, I would say. Yeah. So just be ready for that. Yeah. Um this so we begin our chapter. Um Kiryu has Makoto. Um, he's brought her to Camarocho, the safest city in the world for her to be in right now. Yeah, and he's um, brought her to the safest section of the safest city in the world, the homeless park in Camarocho. Well, it is. It is the safest part of the city. Yeah, especially. Yeah, right I mean, now. it's he, it's the safest for Kiryu and his compatriots for sure. Um, it's the Yakuza free part of the city. Um, because as we all know, this game is about playing as precisely zero Yakuza. So we go yeah. back to our friend Bearded Homeless Man, who uh, gets more screen time than most other characters in this game, but also yeah. still never gets a name. He's probably had more speaking lines than Shibusawa at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still just Bearded Homeless Man. He's still Bearded Homeless Man. Um, there are some other characters in the later series who definitely don't get as much screen time as Bearded Homeless Man, who are like beloved series classics. You know, like every single goon that you fight, all of them yeah. named... All of them, yeah, that's true. Every time you get into a fight, they the guy they get that Kiryu, like, you know, drop kicked out of a window who gets severely oh, yeah. owned later this episode. Spoilers. Yeah. So, um, bearded homeless man is is uh, going to keep Makoto safe um, in his his uh, shack while we go. Well, and when fight when Tachibana. Kiryu comes up with Makoto, he's like, "Hey, man, why are you like bringing a girl here? This isn't the place to be." Like, you know, he 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 thinks that Kiryu's gonna like. Uh, yeah, little funny yeah. joke. Just some yeah, little... have, <laughs> have so, be yeah. He, he's gonna get Randy Austin Powers voice in 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 the homeless man. He's gonna like climb shack. behind uh like a screen with a silhouette on it in the shack, and then he's gonna make it look like he's doing like a a poo poo or a pee pee, and it's gonna be really funny. Kind of yeah, like Austin it's Powers. it's gonna be really funny. What if Kiryu made it look like he was giving birth, and that would be really funny also. Um. But Kiryu explains the situation. I like this chapter because Kiryu has to explain the entire plot of Yakuza 0 to, like, three characters. <laughs> he explains it, yeah, because he explains it to the bearded homeless man. He's like, all right, here's the deal. There's an empty lot. And then it, like, fades out. Then it fades back in. And the guy's like, ah, I see. I understand the stakes of the story now. I understand um, now. Me, bearded homeless man. Me, bearded homeless man. I am I am no longer just a character viewing the story. I am now an active participant. Um, I, but we, I still don't have a name. I still, I will never have a name. This is going to be something for when they like make the manga. A lot of people, a lot of Yakuza fans are going to be like asking the writer like, Hey, what's the bearded homeless man's name? Yeah. We look, love- he, he's got, he's got a page on the Yakuza wiki, just like, uh, like cool hair Briggs guy does on the full metal alchemist wiki. Well, I'm out here, you know, the fans, the real fans, when they go and they attend bearded homeless con, and we're all asking the questions at the panels that no one is uh, is brave enough to answer. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to all the biggest cons. I'm going to PAX. I'm going to PAX East, PAX South. East. I'm just going, I'm just going to all the PAXs. I'm dressing up as Bearded Homeless Man. And everybody's lining up to take pictures with me because he's the most iconic oh God, character be- in Yakuza Zero. It's Bearded Homeless Man. He, <laughs> just give him a name. 
I I didn't even think about what you said about yeah. Every character has a health bar, and every health bar has a name, except for bearded homeless man who doesn't get to have a name. Or uh, or uh, yeah, because he's never in a fight. In, foreign in doctor. That's cutscene, right. If we had to beat the shit out of bearded homeless man, we'd know exactly what his name was. Um, so maybe we should be happy that we don't know his name. Um, so we need to go hook up with the, not hook up with, we need to link up with Tachibana. Not yet, not in this game, maybe in another one. Um, we need to link up with Tachibana, but unfortunately he's, uh, ghosting us. He's not answering his phone. He's being very rude about it. Yeah, he left Kiryu on red, as it were. (laughs) Tachibana, I sent you a text message. I, I sent you a text of, uh, you see that picture I I posted on my Instagram and and I sent it to you and and it it looks like you saw it, but, uh, I just, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say anything about it. Hey, Tachibana, you up? (laughs) Tachibana, you getting dialysis right now? No? (laughs) All right. So, eyes emoji. Uh, eyes emoji, nice kidneys. <laughs> um, we need to go find him. Uh, so we go to Little Asia, and that's where he is. Now, I will say one thing, um, because I don't know when else we can do our side content, that between the time that Kiryu left West Park and then the time that Kiryu oh. went to Little Asia... That's what I spent about four and a half hours of my day. Yeah, I, away yeah, the, uh, yeah. I think it, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's got to be now, huh? It's pun- I, I spent four and a half hours of my day cranking hard all day in the Sugita building. Yeah, just really you, trying to capture the last of my properties. Do you want to talk boy, about that? A, oh, <laughs> it sounds like you're my therapist. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about your real estate enterprise? <laughs> no. Don't make me talk about it. It's okay, because good news, everyone. I don't have to do this again. I did it one and a half times, basically, but I finally finished the actual... There's one more piece of the real estate, but this is the last time where I'm going to complain about having to buy properties. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, we'll do our side content now. So, we'll start with the uh, the fifth billionaire, the media king. Um, the oh, media I hate king, this guy. Yeah, this guy sucks. He's like a he's a disco man. He's a disco man. Um, he also doesn't have a name, as as uh, none of them do. Once you uh, the Media King's properties are like at the north part of Camarocho. It's like the uh, the hotel district is what it's called, and then the park like Park Boulevard and uh, Shichifuku Street, where the uh, the Maharaja and the um, the Pocket Circuit is. Which, by the way, is one uh, of boy the, am I gl- I'm so glad. I'm so glad we did the pocket circuit episode because could you imagine if I had gotten to this point and I didn't have all of the properties and I said what property am I missing and then I look on the walkthrough and it pocket says pocket circuit to get stadium this one, to get this one you have to beat pocket circuit and I would yeah. just I would just I would just this podcast would be canceled we would not be doing this anymore I would just be like nope <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm glad we canceled. did that episode I'm glad we did that so um, you have to buy up all these properties at this point they are so expensive. Um, they're all between like nine hundred thousand, and then the top one is like, or sorry, nine. It's like nine hundred million, and then like okay, that, one point three like billion. It. My bad. Yeah, it's between nine hundred million and one point three billion yen per property, and there's ten of them minus the one that you start with. And uh, at most at this point in the game, uh, with like mostly fully upgraded properties around the city, you're gonna r- rake in about like not not enough to buy one per collection. So yeah. you have to do two collections each time to buy one property. 
Um, so I was doing a lot of waiting. I just had my game on idle while I was doing other things, collecting, 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 and then I would buy. And then um, also because each uh, district takes slightly longer to collect on each time, this one took the longest, which means upgrading it took the longest because you can only upgrade once per collection. Um, other piece of good news is that I did go back and I did collect. I did both of Miracle Johnson's sub stories so I could have him to upgrade my properties because boy, does he help out with this. So if you're playing this, Miracle's your guy for Media King. Yeah, he has all of the he has all the good stats. Um, we learn about 30, after you take over 30% of his shares, we learn that Media King, he's this, like, wannabe foreigner guy. He always talks with, like, he either says words in Spanish or in Italian. He's like, he's like, oh, uh, molto bene. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, you ever met my good friend Papalon Cato? (laughs) So, um, Yamanoi tells us that, uh, he's the best of the billionaires and he's no pushover. He's used to be a famous disco dancer and he opened up a lucrative talent agency. Um, and they also call him the disco king, which when he said disco king, I realized that my day was about to get a whole lot shittier Uh (laughs) because then I realized what his mini game was going to be. And it's my least favorite of them. Oh, you you um, don't like the disco mini game? It's I'm not, I'm really bad at the disco mini game is the problem. So, um, then uh, Kiryu says, "Like, well, if, well, it sounds like he 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 sounds not so bad, but I bet he's up to all sorts of bad things on the side." And uh, Yamanoe says, "Like all this stuff, like he he pimps out the young upcoming talent to rich people for money." And then Marina says, "Wow, what an awful man!" And then the Media King says, "Hey, that's me, and I'm right here." And the Media King has been sitting in the office the entire time at Kiryu's desk. Um, and he is very upset that they call him the media king because he's actually the disco king. And then he does like a disco pose. And that's very funny. Um, and he invites Kiryu to a dance party. And then Kiryu says, I'd rather dance with the devil than dance with you. And, uh, then disco king says, well, I'm going to get you to have a dance battle with me. I'll think of something. I'll see you at 50% Kiryu. And then he walks out, um, buy off more properties. This is about two hours later in my life. Um, oh and we come back, and uh, 50% of the shares I've now collected, and we go back to Sugita, and uh, Deja Vu, Yamanoi, flat on his ass, on the ground, missing, er, and Marina's missing, oh, just no. like that beloved Nintendo game. Um, Kiryu needs to go to save uh, Marina, and he uh, Yamanoi tells us that he took her to Discotech Saloon Maharaja. Uh-oh. We go to Maharaja, um, I save at the save point, because I know where this is headed, um, and Media King is here, and he says, oh, don't worry, Marina's fine, she's right over there. And then Marina is, like, dancing, uh, the Marina dancing animation is pretty funny, but she's like, Kiryu, help me, as she's dancing, because he, he says that, yeah, uh, and she's, like, surrounded by goons, and he says, like, oh, I'm, if you don't, if you don't challenge me to the dance battle, then I'm gonna make her dance till she dies of exhaustion. Um, and then... He challenges you to a dance battle for 10% of your holdings, and I cannot afford it, uh, to lose this one. So I try over and over and over and over and over again. And finally, I did it. It took me so many tries, but I did win, oh and I gosh. got 10%, um, which was good, because it means that I have to do less time playing the real estate today. Um and then you say Marina, you go outside, and Marina uh, thanks you, and this, this is another funny joke of, of the, the real estate, is that uh, Marina says, Oh, Mr. President, I think I, 
I think I... And then Kiryu says, Okay, I have other things I need to do. All right, watch yourself on your way back. Stay safe. Goodbye. And then she gets really mad because she likes Kiryu. Get it? (gasps) Finally, we've reached 90%. 90% shares. It's time to meet the Media King on his home turf, which is is the Shichifuku parking lot uh, right next to Mr. Try and Hit Me, who we've been neglecting the entire game. (laughs) Um, This is it. This is the final billionaire. Um, He... He's like, Kiryu, you have this what This fight takes. fucking it's- sucks. I hate this. Okay. Oh, this fight sucks so bad. Uh, he's really irritating. And he's got, a, he's got a blue health bar, which is the... I, it's like, what, four health bars, I think? Yeah, that's four health bars. Four health bars. So it takes a long-ass time. Media King says, And then, Jordan, for your final challenge, I'm going to waste your time even more with my four health bars. And he's really hard to land a hit on because he's always blocking and he's always hitting really quickly. Uh, but I can afford to fill my entire inventory up with uh, with healing items. Oh, did I tell you that uh, I almost lost uh, 1.3 billion yen to Mr. Shakedown today? Oh my god. I, uh, I was left with, like, one little sliver of health and, like, two, uh, two, tor- or two uh, staminums left in my pocket. But it was the most terrified I'd ever been. I almost <laughs> lost so much money. So, so far my day not going so well, but... We defeat the Media King, but but it's not over yet, because remember the mysterious man? We finally get to find <gasps> out who he is. It's, it's, okay, he's not a billionaire. He's a super billionaire. <gasps> I wonder if there's a name for that. He's a super billionaire, a.k.a. the Finance King. And he um, has been watching Kiryu this whole time, and it turns out all the billionaires were his puppets all along. And not only that, but he used to work with Yamanoi. They used to work in the same office. Yes. And he he said uh, – he basically looked at – and he said, wow, we could be making lots of money if we did capitalism good. And Yamanoi said, but what if I was an ethical landlord? And we then, could make money if we exploited people. What if we exploited people for money? And then Yamanoi says, well, I already do that, but but I don't want to do it more than I'm currently doing. Yeah, it. I don't want to do it, but like in a bad way. I in a bad way. In I want to exploit way. people in a good way. Um, and then Finance King says, well, I'm going to go play the money game. And I create – and Camarocho was a, a gem that hadn't been touched. This is a part of the Real Estate Royale story that I love so much because this entire game is about um, – the Yakuza basically having an entire all-out war over one tiny piece of real estate in Camarocho. Meanwhile, the Finance King has apparently been working to monopolize real estate in the entire rest of the city. Yeah. And I just think that's a really funny uh, detail of the story that I don't think the writers really, really uh Yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird and incongruous. <laughs> no, but it's fun. It's just, this. this is side content. It doesn't actually matter. Yeah, um, I would almost go as far as to say this is non-canonical, except for the fact that Kiryu brings this up in other games sometimes. Rarely. Very, <laughs> very rarely. So, well, yeah, um, in it, the games that came after this. Yeah, in the, well, that's because they had to figure out how to work Yakuza 0 into canon. Yeah. Um, so, so Yamanoi refused to do capitalism, parentheses, evil. He only wanted to do pe- cap, uh, capitalism, parentheses, less evil. Um, so Finance King went off as a, on his own. He put together the five billionaires to help him take over all of Camarocho, and no one was getting in his way until Kiryu came along. And then he tells Kiryu that he's going to steal all of his properties. <gasps> and then uh, 
Media King basically is like, oh, come with you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And then he says, <laughs> I was always planning on getting rid of you, Media King. You're the worst of them all. <gasps> and then uh, two of Finance King's lackeys come along um, and we have to fight them. But Me- uh, Media King joins the fight. Uh, oh, once again, boy. let's just completely ignore the fact that we learned at the beginning of the chapter of, of the real estate that Media King was doing all these horrible crimes. But now he's on our side and we love it. Yeah. Um, same with same with all the others. So we beat up the guys, and then Marina runs up to us and says, Kiryu, you've got to come back to the office right now. Something terrible's happened. Um, and that's it. That's that's all of it. That's, that's all we're doing the, this that's week? The, that's all we're doing. We're going to finish up Shock. real estate next time we talk to – next time we get Kiryu in chapter, what, 17? Finale. Is that the last time? Yeah, dog. Hell yeah. That's good. We'll get it. We'll get it then. Uh, I did a sub story. Can I talk about it? Absolutely. So the sub story I did is number. Let me look up what number it is. Oh, it's number one. The visionary fortune teller. <gasps> oh boy. This is a good one. This one's a good one. I didn't know if we were going to get to this one in our playthrough. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd never done it. So I, I really wanted to do it before we, um, before we finished up. We're like we're like on the cusp of running out of sub stories for this one, or like the good ones at least, because both of us are are too afraid. We're both too much of cowards to do the one where Kiryu uh, buys an adult <laughs> magazine for a little kid. Yeah, Sam almost did it, but he chickened out. He, he at the was last so second. close to doing it. I I I'm like, well, I guess we only have one Kiryu chapter left in the finale, so. Uh, I guess we'll never get to talk about that one. He'll, oh, he'll, no. he'll, that'll be the last thing he does before he heads off to the final battle is buy <laughs> a right, kid I a porno go. mag. <laughs> uh, what's that one called? The shrink-wrapped dream? Yes. <laughs> God. Okay, let's let's talk about the fortune teller. Yeah, the, the visionary fortune teller. So, uh, Kiryu's walking down the street and he hears two women talking about uh, frivolous things as women are ought to uh, want to do. Uh, they're talking, they're talking about, about shopping. Yeah, they do be shopping, and they do be talking about fortune tellers. They so there's this rumor of a fortune telling lady, uh, who hangs out by the Champion District. Uh, she charges an absurd amount, one million yen, to tell your fortune. But apparently, she's always right. Kiryu, being a smart man, says citation needed. Uh, he says, "I have." No time for such frivolity, and I don't care about this. But as he's walking by the Champion District, uh, coincidentally, he happens upon uh, a woman in a robe with a little table with a crystal ball on it. And she calls out to him. She says, young man, can I please? I need your assistance. And he says, "Uh, please, I I don't want my fortune told. Thanks. For one million yen, this bottle of aha water can be yours. Oh, in that case, yeah, yeah, here's my money. (laughs) Uh, But no, he he says, no, I'm not looking to get my fortune told. She says, no, 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 no. I I don't want to tell your fortune. I actually, I need your help. I need you to, like, protect me for a little bit. See, I, I told some guy's fortune uh, and he's not going to be very happy. He's not very happy about it. So pretty soon he's going to come back to try to beat me up. Uh, so I need you to beat him up in return. And wouldn't you know it right then some guy walks up and is like, Hey, Hey, you, you old, you old broad. You, you, you gave me a, you gave me a bad fortune and my girlfriend, she broke up with me because you said I was going to, I'm going to become poor and destitute and start eating trash. 
But that's I not love this, true. I love this guy who's like, who's like, honey, I'm back. I just spent a million dollars to get my fortune told. She said that she would that you were going to break up with me. And she's like, you spent a million yen on a fortune? I'm out of here. Well, I mean, him and his girlfriend were walking down the street. And like, so she was there when this was happening. Uh, this is the yeah. guy who uh, this is the guy who bought a four thousand dollar Master Chief suit. Um, <laughs> and they had no money. No, well, no, he isn't because he says I, I ain't I ain't gonna be poor. I've been buying up properties left and right. No way this is gonna go bust. <laughs> oh, Media King, nice to see you. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna beat you up because now I'm out of a Goyle friend. Uh, and cure you course steps in the woman beats him defender up. yeah smashes his teeth in rips them out with pliers ugh, um ugh, ugh, ah. yeah uh and the guy runs off it doesn't matter and the the fortune teller is very very uh grateful she says thank you thank you young man uh you know i i usually charge a million yen for my services but for what you just did for me i will i'll do it for free uh and he's like eh, all right fine it's content. Yeah, I'll, I'll try anything once, as long as it's content. Uh, so she, you know, she she reads his palm. She's like, oh. I feel like if a fortune teller ever, like, read Kiryu's fortune, without spoiling any of the events of the games, like, this is nothing to do with what happens in his life. I just feel like she would just start screaming from the sheer amount of things that happened to him. <laughs> She'd just be like, What? Yeah, so she reads his palm, and she's like, ooh, you got very pretty hands, son. Uh, this is beside the point, of course, but he does have very pretty hands. He he's Thank a, you. He, Kiryu Kazuma pays a lot of attention to skincare. Yeah, look, he's he's got a manicure routine, uh, oh, and he's, for sure. he's very strict about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the, you know, they don't introduce this until the Dragon Engine, but yeah, you can, you can really zoom in on those pores yeah you, that's you like can, at the beginning of the game yeah. when nishiki's like uh what if you, yeah you can spend stats to buy upgrades to get like better <laughs> manicure sets better nail files and you know lotions and stuff so it's like you know when at the beginning of the game when nishiki's like kiryu you gotta get the money you gotta get the car the suit and kiryu's like i can't because i spent i spent all of my money getting skincare products <laughs> it, it's the drill tweet but instead yeah, of candles with, it's it's lotion just hand lotion. Ulta five Ulta five thousand dollars. Please help me. My I can't afford any of Media King. Please properties. help. My Oyubun is dying. Uh, yeah. She she compliments his hands and then is like, okay. Uh, so I I, I I've got your entire future laid out in front of me. What do you want to know about kid? Uh, and so you you get some choices here, and you got you got to do all three. So you yeah. you can hear about your future, your family. Or your career. Oh, I want to hear all... This is a good thing to have for our, our first uh, season of this show. Yeah, what do you want to hear about first? Uh, tell me about Kiryu's, uh, his, uh, future. Yeah, okay, so the he, he asks for her future, like, specifically, where am I going to be ten years from now? And she says, oh, uh, you're going to be, uh, in fucking jail. You're also going to be in jail... <laughs> I can't believe she, I can't believe she actually says it. I You're also going to be in jail 15 years from now, uh, and th there's going to be a, a, a big burden on you. You're going to shoulder someone else's guilt, like, you know. Oh my god. 
like take you you know take the the blame for a crime that they did uh and someone very very important to you will be at a crossroads um hmm. i wonder what that could mean and will will you be there will, will you be there to save them kiryu and he says yes of course i, I will of course be. yes all right i want to hear about i want to hear about kiryu kazuma's family does this man ever fuck does kiryu fuck does he Kiryu become wife guy? We we don't hear for... Actually, we know that he doesn't fuck. Because she says, I know that. Well, th- this isn't actually your children. We but, know we know that Kiryu doesn't fuck. But she says, wow, I see I see you wrestling with a viper in Okinawa. I, I see... I thought that, you were going to say... Oh, yeah, I see you wrestling a little boy. <laughs> that too. I, I, I see... Hmm, I, 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 I see you raising... Eight children. <gasps> Damn, and, Kiryu. and Kiryu says, whoa, that's whoa. wild. Eight kids? That's, I, I don't holy, know. That's, that's a, rad. That's a lot of responsibility. And she says, there's one in particular who you love very much. Uh, one, you love one of your eight kids the most, Kiryu. The one who you value so much. What kind of value would you put on a child's life? And you, you get a choice here. Would you Ten value- billion yen. Yes. Would you value this child's life at 10 billion yen? One million yen? <laughs> or... You can't put a you can't put a price on a life. I'm so glad that 10 billion yen is one of the options. Of course it is. Oh, this sub story is killing me. Yeah, they're 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 really just like. They're really just it? not. Do you get it? Do you, Did you play it? the Have other you played games? The other games? Have you played the other games? No, yeah. this is gonna make no sense if you haven't. Uh, so yeah, we've heard right. about his family Tell and his future. So now let's hear about his career. Uh, this, this is the part where she tells you. This is the part where she tells you about the tragic backstory of uh, of what's his name's wife, how how uh, he died. Pretty she, much, yeah. pretty much. She says, "Oh, so, I see you driving a car in Fukuoka," <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, "What? That's kind of wild. What what kind of what kind of job would I have? I guess I'd be a cab driver in that case." And she's like, "Yeah, you're a pretty good one too. You even use your turn signal." Uh, oh my fucking god! <laughs> I also, I also see. Uh, actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what else she sees because that one's a like a huge spoiler that I'm not gonna like. That's in game of five spoilers there. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what she says. And then you know, you're all finished up. You've heard all the all the things she has to tell you, and she says, "Well, one more thing before you go." Uh, very soon, like today, you're going to bump into someone, uh, like a young boy and a little boy. Yeah, well, well, a a lar- a a little boy the size of a large boy, um, <laughs> the size of an average human mother, I would say. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit bigger, even. Um, bigger and than she an says, average you, human mother. You and this boy, one day, your your fates will become intertwined. Uh, and Q says. That's stupid, old lady. Bye. Uh, and he he walks about five feet before he bumps into a very uh, tall, large, muscular twelve-year-old, a, a little boy that we've seen before, with, with a blonde mullet, uh, and wearing a trench coat, and a, a, and little a pair tini- of stolen a, a pair of stolen bontans. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little tiny backpack. Uh, you bump into him, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, kid." And the kid's just like, "Yeah, well, whatever, man." Uh, I guess oh not. I God. guess not all school field trips are bad. You know, Kamarocho, not a bad place. And, oh and yeah, then he's a like, great place to bring your kids. Yeah, and then and then Kiryu says, "Hmm, that kid. 
nah. And he, he walks off. And that's, that's Do you the think end of look, you, you Kiri runs into the Bontan Hunter, and he, he looks at him, and he says, that's a little boy. I know a boy when I see one, and that, that kid is like 12. Yeah. How does he do it? All right, my sub story. I'm gonna quickly go through this one because um because when you play Yakuza Zero, we all have our own version of this one. Um, this one's Yay. great because it rewards you for doing uh, sub stories. So um, when you go into Sugita Building, there's a radio. You walk in, and Yamanoi's asleep, and Marita appears to have left the radio on. Um, and if you look at it, Kiryu's like, ah, I can't. Got to turn. The, I don't know how to turn this thing off. My head's completely empty. But he just presses a, a radio. Button. What's this new technology? I've never seen one of these before. He presses a button, and instead of turning off, a uh, a lively voice comes on, and he says, "Hi, everybody! Thanks for tuning in to to it's me, your pal Camilla Dolce. Yay! Um, it's showtime, and it's Camilla Dolce. He's a radio broadcaster, and he's going to present our new favorite uh, radio program. It's called Dolce de Postcard." Um, he, he gets a postcard from a guy named the thinking driver and he talks about this completely nonsense. He talks about how about he was, he was out driving with his wife one time and then a street racer wrecked into them and his wife died and it was horrible. And he, he gave, he himself gave up on street racing after that. That was what he was thinking about. But the real thing that happened is that he got a girlfriend after his wife died in a tragic street racing accident, even though he was driving home and he was driving perfectly legally and safely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he says that he got into a huge fight with his girlfriend over what to put on fried eggs. I like to put soy sauce, but she likes to put uh, she likes to put katsu sauce or something like that. And I think that's crazy. And now we're not talking to each other. P.S. Kamiya Dolce, what do you put on your eggs? And he says he puts ketchup and that this argument sounds saucy. But good news, Wah, the thinking drive. Uh, this is this is his third postcard, which means he wins a prize worth one million yen. It's a shipment of Aha water. Oh boy! Curious, curious content alarm is like going wild. He's like, wait a minute, wait. Aha water. Uh, he's like, I want something that's worth a million yen. I, need I could this use content. some. More, I could use some more cases of Aha water. I, I, I can't stop drinking that Aha water. So um, Marina gets back and she's and she's like, oh, the radio's on. Sorry, I forgot to turn that off. And he's like, where were you? And she says, oh, I was just out buying some off. Please turn it back on. Please turn the radio. (laughs) He's like, I need the content. She's like, oh, I was just buying some office supplies, you know, pens, paper clips, postcards. And then Kiryu's like, this is a sign from God. I need to do this now. So he sits down at the desk that Media King was sitting at. And uh, he says, I need to come up with a good pen name for myself. There's three options. One is Kazumakiri, <laughs> our genius boy who we love. The other one is I love Nishiki. I do. Um, and th- that's just a fact. And the third one is Judgment Kazi, um, which is the best one, obviously. I don't know <laughs> if you can even pick the other two options. I've never tried because Judgment Kazi is so no, perfect. No, you, you, I'm pretty sure you. if you pick them, he's just like, nah, that's stupid. That's Let's pick something funny. else. When he sits down to pick up, pick his nickname, he's like, hmm, everyone always comes up with, like, their favorite food or something, but that's stupid. I'll go with my favorite song, Judgment. I'll be Judgment Kazzy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so dumb. I love him. Um, and so basically what happens in this substory is that you, uh, the more substories you do, you get an option, you get options to write about those substories um, and then when you come back, if it's a good one, a juicy one that Dolce Camilla will like, or Camilla Dolce, 
um, he'll read it on the air. Or if, if it's get or if it's just something like, oh, I argued with my girlfriend over what to put on eggs. Yeah, then exactly. He he wouldn't listen. He w- he wouldn't listen to me right about the time that like. I coached coached a group of soft boys to act like street thugs. He said that's not interesting. But if I tell him about the time that like I helped a, a dominatrix, he loves that. So yeah, the, um, fortunate unfortunately because of the way that we do the podcast, I have not done that many sub stories of Kiryu. <laughs> but thankfully, um, I had done the Miracle Johnson ones today, so I could have him on my team. So I had just enough to get all three of them done. Nice. So I, uh, which really worked out for me in the end. So I did the 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 S and M uh, club one with the dominatrix. Um, which also uh, the the actual like concept like Kiri writes in these very earnest uh, summaries of the sub stories that are, mm-hmm. are very funny because he's just he just he's so he's so honest about it and he's so like I don't know. There's something about the way he writes that is so funny. He's like, well, I was I I became friends with a dominatrix and she wasn't very good at berating people, so I had to teach her how to do that. It was very hard, but I like a good challenge. P- and then he's like, P.S. Does S and M interest you? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> So, Does it? So, yeah. Well, well, he says what he says. Like, wow, that sounds like you were taking the dominant position. <laughs> haba, 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 waka, waka. Well, and does he, he says, answer the question though? He does. He says, uh, he says, I, I don't really, I'm not interested in S or M, but I am. What really whips me up is you. Ha ha ha. When Kiryu gets on the show and he reads his postcard for the first time, he's so happy. He's so happy and pleased with himself. He's he's thrilled. So I so like I said, I told him about the the both the miracle. Oh, that's the thing. I sent the first one I tried is well surely he'll like the one where I like got dragged into being a, a TV producer. That's like perfect Dolce yeah. postcard. He doesn't read that one. He doesn't like it. He's like, eh, "If I know no my thanks. boy Dolce, I know. If he'll I know love my this. boy Dolce, he'll love this. No, he likes the miracle ones, but he likes both of them, and he's, he he reuses the same joke, which I thought was funny. He's like, he's like, wow, that sounds like a real miracle. Um, but when Kiryu writes about it, he he doesn't call out Miracle Johnson's name. He's like, I read, I met a miraculous global pop star, and then Kamiya Dolce is like, oh, could it be him? Could it be that one? Um, so we send in the the three postcards. Um, and oh, one more thing. When you talk about the uh, the dance battle at Maharaja against Miracle Johnson, Kiryu says, "P.S. Next time, victory is mine. He's mm. gonna kick his ass next time. He's gonna practice." Yakuza Zero um, Two, the final yeah, the, the face-off final, against Miracle that's Johnson. That's the final bosses. So it's his third postcard, and someone is knocking on the door, but Yamanoi's still asleep, and Marina isn't around, um, and Kiryu's like, ugh, I'm in the middle of something, I'm listening to I'm my favorite I'm the president, show. why do I have to answer the well, door? Well, no, he's, he's mad, he's mad because Marina isn't there to answer the door while he's listening to his favorite show, um, Dolce de Postcard. So Kiryu opens the door, and a loud and lively man, that's his name, is there, and Kiryu's like, look, I'm in the middle of something, I can't, I can't talk to you right now, and he's like, are you Kazi-kun? And Kiryu's like... Uh, that's a really weird way to address someone you've never met before. Then Kamiya does his <laughs> intro. He's like, hi, everyone. It's showtime. And then Kiryu freaks the fuck out. He's like, oh, my God, it's Dolce Kamiya. And, <gasps> my uh, best friend. My new best friend. And he's here to give Kiryu his $1 million prize. It's not AHA water, but it's something almost as good. It's the Hercules gloves. Ooh, they let you grab yeah, those are actually really longer. good. Those are really good. I always have those equipped. So... This is my favorite, one of my favorite moments in the entire series is that he gets the Hercules glove and then he's like, you did it. You won. And then Kiryu, he goes, can, 
can I shake your hand? And he's like, of course. And then he shakes his hand. And I swear to God, I, we've we've both, I think, played all of that. I haven't played all of Yakuza 5, but I played all of the Kiryu stuff in Yakuza 5. I think this might be the greatest moment in this man's life. I don't think he ever tops getting to meet and shake the hand of, uh, of, of <laughs> Dolce Camilla. He's so fucking pleased with himself. It's literally the greatest thing that has ever happened to him. And then uh, Kamiya, Dolce Camilla leaves, and then uh, Kiryu just goes, All right, I got on air! And then the, the sub-story ends. He's so happy. Uh, my hey. sweet my sweet lad. All right, back to, back to the, <laughs> the, the story. Oh, I forgot to mention, also, the, the fortune teller will become, like, a consultant for you at your real estate. Oh, nice. That's great. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, so back to the story. We're heading back to Little Asia to, to see Tachibana, who is just on dialysis. He's just been kind of uh, sick the last few days and wasn't able to get out of bed or do anything. So he's been on, like, extra super dialysis. Um, you know how, like, modern society poisoned my brain was? Is I was thinking, like, well, yeah, like, of course he was on dialysis, but, like, couldn't he just answer his phone? I mean, he has a phone on him at all times that I remembered <laughs> that it's 1988. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Oda had the phone, you see. Yeah, but Tachibana is too weak to hold that thing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have... Maybe that was the one one company cell phone for Tachibana Real Estate, and now it's in that construction site next to Oda's rotting corpse. Yeah, well, actually, Oda didn't die because it it blocked the bullet that Shibasawa shot at him. And then he died of radiation poisoning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, his brain popped like a piece of popcorn. He's like, I'm so glad that the phone, the phone saved my life. Now to call, now to call my, my friend. And then he died of brain cancer. Uh, yeah, he's in bed. He's like, this is Tachibana. I'm so Uh, glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm so glad you're okay. Uh, Tachibana, uh, awakes. And he's like, uh, something bad happened uh he explains the situation basically something tachibana something really good happened oda oda died yeah oda uh, got canceled he's like oh oh i I didn't know that oda was problematic but i guess that's a good thing in the end i i I guess i'll have to unfollow him now (laughs) that's awkward um yeah so uh kiri tachibana is like oh yeah, did Oda die off screen? And he's like, no, Oda died very much on screen. Um, well, off screen for Kiryu, at least. That's true. Yeah, when I don't see something, I say it's off screen. Um, Tachibana says, like, wow, this is, like, the third person who's died because of me, I think. Something like that. He's racking up a body count around this whole business. And then he explains, he talks about racism some more. Um, he says that he's experienced racism from Japanese people and Chinese people. Um, and then he describes like climbing a bone ladder. I just wrote climb the bone ladder. Yeah, that was a, he that's said, such a sick fucking line. He, he says, says, yeah, like, he to says, make yeah. it, to make it in this world, you need to devour your enemies and climb to the top on a ladder made of their bones. And it's, I think that Tachibana is trying to cut a promo. <laughs> like, I, I think he, I, I think he's been writing his new metal album while he's been on dialysis. Yeah. I'm going to climb that ladder of bones and I'm going to become the new intercontinental champion this weekend at WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm coming um, for you, Andre the Giant. 
He's gonna climb the bone ladder and get the and get the uh, the New Japan contract at the top. Yeah, um, the, yeah, he's he, yeah. <laughs> the bone ladder match. <laughs> so he says, like, yeah, he says, like, I had just gotten used to to being morally gray when I saw that my mom and sister were in Japan. Yeah, he's like, yeah, well, I I abandoned I abandoned all that pain years ago, you know, when I came to Japan and I I had just become numb to all of it and. And then right when that happened, I, well, I saw my sister on TV and it just, well, it I saw just my all sister came flooding and back. And then Oda did a comedy gulp sound and I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, Oda started sweating and tugging at his Oda collar started, and... I just, the, the floor became soaked with, with, with water and I looked next to me and Oda was just a waterfall of, of he sweat. He went, I don't know about He's, this. He, he tugged his collar so hard that the fabric just ripped clean off. Um, and so when he realized that his sister would become a target because of the empty lot, he approached Kazuma, and then Kazuma said it would be very, uh, very good and financially lucrative to begin uh, to open up a real estate company. Um, and Tachibana, that that was like Tachibana real estate was like Kazuma's outside ally in the in the Tojo clan. Yeah. And then also he says that Tachi uh, that Kazuma just wants to uh, rule the Tojo from behind the scenes. We just get like explicit confirmation there that maybe, maybe Kiryu's dad is not as is not as much of a good well, guy. As no, we no, no, no. That is not. No, this scene is still supposed to make you think Kazuma's good because he says, "Well, he Kazuma doesn't want uh, Dojima to get too powerful because like Dojima's a fucking idiot and like his head will swell if he get if you know he'll become captain." If he gets this empty lot deal to go through, and then eventually probably third chairman, and Kazuma doesn't want that to happen, so that's why he's been sabotaging it. So like you're just, you're still supposed to be like, wow, Kazuma, he's such a genius, and he's been, you know, pulling the strings from behind the scenes to make this go exactly as he wants to, and that's he's so a puppet that's, master. And if, and, so, if I've that, anything, and that's a good thing. The, that's cool. It's a good thing when people control people from behind the scenes. That's that's morally correct. I just met the finance king today, and he said that he was ethical. So yeah. um, then he, yeah, then he says like Makoto has every right to hate me because I learned from from Masaru Sarah. He called me on my phone and he told me that my sister is blind, and that is my fault apparently. Um, well, yeah, because she she came to Japan. Oh, that is true. It is it is object it is objectively your fault. You're right, Tachibana. Like because she came to Tokyo to yeah to look for him. And then he just says, "I need to see Xiao Chao. This is the only reason I'm I've I've lived this long. I keep my kidneys going every day in the hopes that I can see my sister again." And then Kiri says, "Oh, she won't hate you, Tachibana. She needs your help." And then the Dojima family are here to break up the party. Yeah, the yeah the the Dojima family's here, and they're like, "Hey, hey, punks! Oh, we're here for Tachibana, but Kiri's here too. That's fantastic! You're Two gonna for die. one. Two for one." We uh we we knock over the dialysis. But you can use the dialysis machine for a special dialysis related heat move. Yes, you can. Uh, and it, it kills them because they have they already them. have good kidneys. You put and it exactly. makes their kidneys too good. Their kidneys too good. Explode. What if your kidneys are are over functioning? Um, yeah, yeah it's, you it's just a little... you put your kidneys into overdrive. You know, it shortens so your that's lifespan. That's what that's that's Kiryu's ultimate. That's a. When they unlock a like ultra heat moves or whatever in the dragon engine, that's what he's doing. He's just overcharging, overclocking. 
Yeah. He's overclocking his kidneys, but unlike a <laughs> a, a super-powered game. Yeah, I mean, he, need, he needs to overclock his kidneys with all the fucking energy drinks he, he gulps down. <laughs> That's how you do it. You just drink so many energy drinks that your kidneys become powerful. Like, he's constantly on just, like... It, it, it's a good thing, like, Four Loco doesn't exist in Yakuza World, because, it, you know, Kiryu would have gone bankrupt buying all of it. It's so sad that we don't have the other characters that exist in the Yakuza that you get to play as yet, because I have some opinions on who would be the Four Loco boy of the Yakuza protagonist club. Okay, sure, tell me more later. So, yeah, we fight through the goons, and then we need to leave uh, Little Little Asia immediately and go to West Park, where Makoto is. Um, and Tachibana says, like, we just need to, you know... As long as Doji was after the empty lot, we just need to immediately process the paperwork, file it all, and then transfer the ownership of the empty lot. And then all of a sudden, uh, a man who looks normal. Uh, a man- we, 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 well, before we see the man's face, uh, we, we hear a couple of thwips at Spider-Man again, and he yes, shot, he shot Kiryu twice. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to keep a count here. Kiryu has been shot once and twice. Uh, oh, yes. we're, we're going to keep a running total over the course uh, of the oh, series. Oh, you know what? I'll put it, I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in the chat so we have it forever. Um, as we, as we progress in shot, I'll update this as we, as we do it. Fantastic. Times. All right. So yes, he gets shot by a man who looks very normal and we see his face and here's a fun fact. So this, this man, well, just to jump ahead a tiny bit, we'll just introduce this character. This na- man is named Lao Gui. Yes. Um, he's an assassin from, from China, and uh, if you're playing this game and you live in China, this guy doesn't look the same as he does in the rest of the games, because his face is a little a little bit racist, I would say. Yeah, very very possibly. He's, I'm not sure a, against what race, but like, yeah. Well, it's, 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 I mean, he's Chinese. It's a, he's got like a Frankenstein face. Yeah, the, I, always, I always just call him like the Frankenstein looking motherfucker, like. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a monster mash face, and in in uh, in the Chinese version, he just kind of looks more like a normal dude. Yeah, he just looks um, like a normal man because he's played by a normal man who is like a, an actor in like Hong Kong action films. Yeah, um, and they just said, "What if he had a monster mash face?" And everywhere else, so this uh, guy there, there uh, was actually a like a bug, uh, like the the original like North American release of the game still Mm -hmm. it still had uh that guy's voice lines in the game so Hmm. like laogui still looked like a frankenstein monster mash but he sounded like uh a normal dude like a a, someone who is actually uh chinese and probably not like a japanese person doing a a a chinese voice but the guy speaks chinese in the game yeah laogui does Uh, i'm but i'm not sure if it's like his, uh, like an actual yeah. Chinese person doing like doing the voice. Fair enough. I I, I I gotta be honest. I don't think I could tell if a person speaking Chinese was Chinese or Japanese. And no, unfortunately, I, I, that's I could a gap not. in my a gap in my skill set. Um, so uh, he does, th- like he, this also had the result of making Lao Gui much more prominent in like the Chinese releases of the game, like for like yeah. the box art. Uh, oh yeah, see, like on the box. Yeah. No. Like. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Is something I never Can I be brought. Honest? I never brought it up to you, but like the very first post on our Twitter that's like coming soon, March of 2020, you can see Lao Gui, the Chinese version of him, in the background. You used uh, art from that. I used the Chinese. 
Hmm. Well, I'll say th- I'll say one thing, which is uh, if if Lao Gui was played by a ch- very like a famous Chinese uh, action Hong Kong action cinema action guy, um, and that was like who they went with, I think I'd rather have that version because no, uh, I would because- I would like to be able to like change that. I want that version. I want you him want to just be like Lao a normal Gui. guy. You don't like. You don't like Monster Mask. I mean, it's so weird because he's like now one of the principal antagonists and he just has he just has inexplicable Frankenstein face. I have to say the Yakuza series, and I think I've brought this up before, the Yakuza series relationship with people from China is extremely bad. And almost all of the Chinese characters. uh, Pretty much any like mainland Asia, Asian country. Yeah, China and Korea, the series has problems with. It's bad. Like, uh, without spoilers, there's one, like, reoccurring Chinese villain who's, like, a triad guy, and it's a big problem. And then there's a there's a Korean mafia later, and they're also a big problem. So we'll talk about yeah. that more when we get there. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself an expert on the, uh, on the types of racism that they have in Japan, but those are two def- definitely big kinds, and they are mm-hmm. showing up in full force in this series. It's a big problem. Yeah. Um, uh, but- I will say, I mean... There's a pretty good chance that if he was a Japanese hitman, he'd also look like a monster mash. Like that's I, fair. I, I think if, that's a pretty standard. Like, uh, you know, oh, this is a this is like a monstrous hitman. He's so efficient and killer. Like he either just looks like a guy, like an Agent Forty Seven type, or he looks like a monster mash. That that does happen sometimes in the series, but usually when someone looks monster mash or like has a weird face, they're usually not from Japan. And then if they're from America, they have like a cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a cowboy hat on. They are pale as the driven snow, and they're they're speaking English. Can the, you tell American me the way English. to the station? Yeah, please. Um, okay, so we find out a little more about Lao Gui, who has just uh, popped Kiryu twice. Uh, keep that in mind. Um, and he's the most dangerous murderer mafia hitman in mainland China. And this is a guy that Tachibana has, has come across before. And he's so good... That he can do a professional hit that makes it look just like an amateur did it, like wow. perhaps a, 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 a botched botched uh, shakedown in the middle of an empty lot at the beginning of the game. Do you get it? Yeah. So it turns it? out that it turns out that Lagui is probably the guy who uh, did the did the kill at the empty lot at the beginning of the game. Yeah, uh, we. I I don't know if you're skipping over it or not, but Lagui also does a series of jumps down from the rooftop. Oh, it's from so sick. Shot. It's pretty sick. Like I, rules, honestly, though, like, he's he does so many stunts in the brief time that we get to know him. He's such a stunt boy. Yeah, he does a bunch of sick flips. I down. just think the game doesn't treat Laogui with the dis- res- the respect he deserves. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a murderer and a bastard, but he's also very cool. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like. He doesn't need to do a hundred flips down from the roof to the empty lot, but he does it because he knows that even though no one's around, he he wants to look cool for himself. Yeah, look, treat yourself. Do a dozen. Treat flips. yourself to a couple flips. Yeah, this is like if we had been doing the revelation system that comes with in Yakuza Three, where Kiryu can see people do cool flips and stunts and then learn new fighting moves. He would have learned one from from watching this happen. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, only if he had his cell phone out at the time. And that's true. That's right. Pictures. He couldn't do it because he doesn't have a blog. So yeah, um, he explains that he's here to take Tachibata alive. Um, and not kill him, and he also doesn't give a shit about Kiryu. So Tachibana, like, picks up a shard of glass to be dramatic, 
Um, yeah. And then he like he like walks out and he like holds it to his neck and he's like, "I'll I'm not gonna let you. If you hurt Kiryu, I'll die, and then you won't get the information." And then he said like, "Oh, that was never part of the plan. I'm just gonna capture you alive. So don't worry about it." All right. Yeah. Let's go. And they just they just walk off. And then Kiryu do- uh, collapses from his two gunshots because uh, he yeah. remembered he got shot twice. He forgot about it for a second. He'll forget about it again pretty soon. Don't worry. Pretty much immediately. Yeah. So he wakes uh, in a in the same hospital bed, the dialysis bed. He's got bandages around his chest to show and, that he's been injured. <laughs> yeah, and presumably his leg, but he still has his pants on, yeah. so it's fine. They're no yeah. longer bloodstained. They've been cleaned and and patched up. Uh, Elder Chen is here wearing glasses to show that precisely one day has passed. Was he not wearing glasses last time we saw him? Yeah, he's still wearing them to show that time has passed, but not that much time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's it's daylight now. It's daytime. And uh, Tachibana was taken by the Dojimas. Um, it turns out that Chibasawa knew that he was here receiving dialysis because Oda, in his The Gift That Keeps On Giving, uh, Oda has been feeding Tachi, uh, Shibasawa information about Tachibana the entire time. Which, He'd like, been, yeah, we all, which yeah. we already knew, but Kiryu's finding out about now. Yeah. My sworn brother who I'd do anything for, and also I'd kill his sister, and also I'd been ratting on him the entire time. Oda? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play the circus music again. <laughs> I'm so glad you're dead. Oh, boy. Rest in shit. Rest in shit, truly. Resting in shit. Uh, what happens next? Uh, what happens next is Kiryu needs to go get Makoto, or needs to go find Tachibana, or whatever. He, he, he's leaving. Oh no, it's it's a uh, it's the the uh, Elder Chen is having his people look for Tachibana, um, and they'll let him know once they find him. Okay, I I yeah, all right, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so he leaves oh, also, Little he, Asia to go he, check he, up on there's Makoto. There's this like complete nonsense part of this chapter that doesn't really mean anything where where elder chen explains the mentality of why genzo makimura makoto's grandfather oh owns right the empty yeah he but explains all, all of that it's, but it's not he's not explaining it he's just speculating on it he's like he like i don't even i guess that the writers of the game were just like the concept of this man owning this this like three square meters of land in the middle of nowhere makes so little sense. Just like why would you own that land? It's, so it's, Elder Chen, it's, it's like interesting. It's yeah. Elder Chen explains that like Genzo Makimura, her grandfather, like he had all this property and he had to sell it off after the war because he had no money and he small he sells it in small bits at a time. But he saved one, that empty lot to keep one sliver of land and he's like, I don't know why he did it, but I think he saved it. To serve as a beacon to help find his daughter. Is I don't it, know. I says, don't like, know how that works, but yeah, okay, man. He said, "Yeah, uh, Makoto's uh, grand or er, mom arrives, and she doesn't speak any Japanese. And she says, well, first I'm going to go to City Hall and look up property holdings uh, in Kamurocho, Tokyo, to see if I can find my my dad." Um, but he, but then Elder Chen says, "Like this is just what I think, but it, but a father's love for his daughter." Uh, condemning his grandchildren to get caught up at the center of a Yakuza conflict. Isn't that a little fucked up? Wouldn't it be fucked up if that happened? It's kind of fucked up. And it's your fault, Kiryu, because you're one of them. And it's your fault. Ha 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 ha. Yes. And then he says, we can't, we can't uh, help Tachibana. We can't do any direct attacks on the Tojo because then they would come in and level Little Asia. um, Like they think about doing once per game. Yeah. Okay, now it's time to go find Makoto. Now it's time to go find Makoto. So we're heading back to West Park. You walk out of Little Asia, and uh, you don't make it very far because a bunch of Doja Magoons are waiting outside. 
Oda's ghost told us you'd be here, Kiryu. Yeah. <laughs> and we then we ghost now. busted him. Tell us where Makoto is, Kiryu. It's the end of the line. You got no friends. You got no allies. You got nobody to turn to. We even got Nishiki here, and he's like, he's he's, he's gonna he's beat not the with shit you out of anymore. You. Yeah. No, he, remember you remember you stole his car, and he's really pissed off about it. Ain't that right, Nishiki? Uh, and Nishiki says, eh. "You guys you are fucking st- you fucking you guys idiots. Are, you got you. I totally owned you online. Oh, you fell for it, hook, line, and sinker." I, um, yeah, he, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not with you. I'm with my I'm sworn brother. Kiryu, don't try to talk me out of this. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to be in a Tojo clan without you in it. Uh, it, I, I'm like, we're, we're making jokes as always, but I do really like this. This is thing. a sweet moment. We love this. It's, it's brother time. Cause it's brother yeah, he, time, baby. It's brother time. He says, uh, Yakuza are the dumbest sons of a bitch alive. They'll take you right to me, to, to the, to the Kazuma, and I'm gonna fight with you side by side. And you think, yeah, to- you, like, if this all goes through, Kazuma goes down, and I'm not gonna let that happen, and I'm not gonna let yeah. Kiryu die. I'm not doing, no, fuck you. Uh, he says, and, uh, he says, I'm not interested in climbing the ranks without you. You and I are still brothers till, till, and he says, to the till very death end, do, till yeah. death do us part. They're married. And then they get legally married. Um, and wow. then this is the moment that matters the most to me in my life, which is that Kiryu and Nishiki both rip their shirts off. They rip which their shirts off. Which I don't think Kiryu's, Kiryu hasn't done that in the game yet, I don't think. Or maybe he did it when he fought Kuze the first he time. He did it remember. when he fought Kuze. No, wait. But this is... No, he didn't. He Kuze did not. ripped his shirt off. He did not. He we po- so we pointed the, that out. Yeah, that he did this not. This is the rip first his shirt time off. that Kiryu rips his shirt off in his entire life. He figured out how to do it through the love of his brother. Cause yeah, because Nish- dude, Nishiki showed him how to do it. Nishiki showed him how to do it. He showed he him the says, secret check technique. Check this shit out. He says, he look had, at this. He had, his, takes off. he had his first revelation. Oh my god, he showed him how to do it. He said, watch this, I can take off my suit in one swoop. And then Kiryu says, holy shit, that's rad. And then he does it. Then he learns how to do it. He learns how to do it. He learns how to do it from Nishiki. And they're standing and they're facing the the goons and they they and you have, can see their you, tattoos. Their backs are facing the camera and you see their tattoos. Nishiki's you can see the got, koi and the dragon. Nishiki's got the koi. You've got the dragon. Holy they're just shit. outlines because they're boys. They're just they're, they're just little boys. Little they're little dudes. They're and brothers. Oh my god, Kiryu learned how to rip his shirt off from Nishiki. This is new canon Yakuza lore that I never thought about, and it's a fact. This is a fact now. This is a fact. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about oh the scene god. in general because I love this oh cutscene. It's so good. And then the, it's like, and then Nishiki says, "Let's rock and roll, bro." And then you get hell to yeah. Your, you get to fight with your brother. You get to have friendship time. It's so friendship good. time. Friendship heat moves. It's they're, so good. They're doing boys moves only. Dudes rock. Ass. Dudes rock. Dudes, dudes rock. This week, this this week on like a podcast, dudes rock, brothers rock, um, Kyodai rock. Kyodai Rock, hell yeah! Um, we gotta edit in. I think it's our outro music this week. We gotta. Yeah, have that's what. I, yeah, that I, I'm Fuck, absolutely yeah. going to do. That is the the duet version of Judgment someone that edited, somebody edited both together. Nishiki and Kiryu. Yes, Hero. It's so good. Just a legend. Legends only. Best best part of the game. Um, we've done it. We've defeated the Yakuza with the power of, of brotherhood. And now it's time for Nishiki and Kiryu to go to uh, West Park. I want to point out a very good heat move they have together. Please, uh, by all means. Yeah, because they do have special heat moves. Uh, there's one where, like, uh, if somebody's going to attack Nishiki, 
you you can activate it then, and Kiryu will block the punch and just knock the guy out, and then Hell yeah. Nishiki will Nishiki will say thanks, bro, and then they'll they'll go back to they'll fighting. High five. Yeah, Kiryu Kiryu pulls out his pliers to rip someone's teeth out, and then Nishiki puts them away, and he says, "No, Kiryu, that's gross. Don't do it." And then they punch together, and it's like, "Thanks, Nishiki, yeah. that one's really gross." Um, I do. This is one of those parts where I can't write down what they're saying on the walk because I need to play the game. But I did note down that, uh, like as they're walking to West Park, uh, Nishiki says, "Like, damn, that night that we were eating ramen at the beginning of the game, which I think was only like a week ago, just yeah. feels like a million years ago." Yeah, it does. Yeah, the time time moves quick. At least this isn't one of those stories that like takes place over the course of one day. Yeah, it's it's no JoJo Part Five. Well, actually, it no, is a JoJo Part Five. Kinda, a little bit. Not um, not quite as grand in scope, but it is it no. is over about the same course of time. Yeah, it's like it's like one week and a very busy week. It's one um, week. It's been. So they get back to uh, they get back to the shack. Uh, they meet up with bearded homeless man. Um, then Kiryu explains the plot of Yakuza Zero to both Nishiki and Makoto. <laughs> yes, um, off screen. So that's the hat trick. He's done it to three people now. They now know the plot of this game. And Nishiki um, says, "Wow, they... <laughs> wow, those two are brothers. That's fucked up. That's that's wild." I wonder if I, I wonder if he tells them how it ends. <laughs> He's like, "Look, Makoto, you're not gonna like this." I'm just kidding. That, that's not how the game ends. Um, but uh, he's like, I went to the fortune teller today and she told me about my entire life and I, there's some things you need to know. Nishiki, um, I, I, Nishiki I've got a sneaking gotta... suspicion something's going to happen about 10 years from now. <laughs> just watch, watch out. So um, we need to get, uh, we get a, a pager message uh, that says call Elder Chen at the payphone. Um, so Kiryu goes and he sings the hit Maroon 5 song payphone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's called Payphone. There's, those are two words that, that share a meaning. I, I've never heard the song, is what I'm saying. I've never heard of that uh, song. I see. You've never heard the hit Maroon 5 song, Payphone. No, no, I, I, chances, I only, chances are I only you listen to bad music. Uh, I see. Like like uh, another song about a payphone. Yeah. The real thing that I want to talk about is, you never see payphones anymore these days. What's up with that? Yeah. Just thinking about it. Yeah, no- nowadays you don't see pay phones, you just see cell phones. All just, these cell phones and all these kids playing their apps they, and they don't just Candy look Crush. they don't just look you in the eye anymore. They always be on you their know, cell I'll, phones. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. These smartphones, I don't think they're that smart. They should call them dumb phones. Yeah. Just something just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, you call Master yeah. Chen. Master Chen tells you all of that about Chen, the dumb phone. But he is he is the master. Yeah. Uh, and Master Chen says, uh, after he's his done his name ranting, is Elder Chen, he's not Master Chen, they never call him Master Chen, but, 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 good try. I'm sorry. Elder Chen. Mr. Chen? Uh, the Crimson yeah, Elder Chen. Chen. <laughs> they call him the Crimson Chen. Uh, he says, okay, well, we found out where Tachibana is, he is in the, what's the name of the building? Doesn't matter. It's the, what, the, the crescendo, crescendo building. I, I, yeah, I think it's literally the crescendo building. It's the uh, it's the it's it's called the climax building. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's called the it's the, the on the, the nose twist. building. Mm-hmm. It's called. Do you get it? And the and it's also right next to the empty lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is it is adjacent to the empty lot. Uh, it's called the building and of plot importance. Is the one that's taken, and there's only like seven guys there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kuze and his guys have taken them there. Kuze is now following Shibusawa's orders. Uh, he's no longer following Awano. Uh, and, and he's also and he, not he's following his of, own orders. Because he's, he's lost his, his, uh, his, his, you know, his permission to make his own decisions in life. He, he's kind of run out of options. Uh, he's, yeah. he's getting desperate. Uh, we cut to the Crescendo building before Kiryu and Nishiki get there. Mm-hmm. And Tachiban is getting tortured. It's not great. Just for it's not great. Uh, Yoneda, the guy who we did drop kick out of the bathroom window. Yeah. God, he's pissed, though. This is why he's doing this. It's because he's so pissed. Yeah, this he, does, is the, he, the, he's, he still has the bandages all over his face and everything from getting yeah. beat up a thousand times and drop kicked out a yeah. window, as we said. When you fall out of a window, you need to get band-aids. And then he... Hachiban is, like, cut up. He's bruised and beaten. And he then says, he which, fucking, which little piggies are we gonna smash next? Yeah, he, like, smashes his entire foot with a sledgehammer, and it's disgusting. We got it's two horrible. little... We got two piggies with that one. <laughs> that kind of stuff just makes me vom. It's disgusting. And then Tachibana um, says, hmm, counting fingers and toes, you've only got eight left. This is this is Metal Gear Solid dialogue to me. Yeah, smashing fingers it's and toes. Fingers and toes are, are full of nerve clusters and are, thus are very good for inflicting pain. But you've only got eight shots. left. This eight, is this eight is, toes more than enough to kill anything that moves. God, this is fucking Kojima dialogue. I can imagine like like, you know, uh What's his name? Colonel. This is this is like this is an MGS five. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tape. like ocelot. Like like eight toes. Uh, enough to eight toes and fingers are filled with a lot of nerve endings, snake, and uh, a lot of people. When you but you only got eight shots to get the information out of them. But I know a way to make people talk. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes. Yeah, this is like one of the lead ins to the the UE scenes. Yeah, the part, but the fucking god, I hate, I hate, like Tachibana. I get it, you're being epic right now, but he's like, you only got eight chances to make me talk. You I'm think not you gonna can do tell it. You, you think you can make me? You think you can make me talk? And then Kuze, Kuze's like, uh, Kuze okay, says well, like, okay, boys, we're not gonna get him to talk. Yeah, he, well, he he explains like he's mad at Yoneda. He's like, you're not torturing good enough. You're yelling too much. You need to be nice to him. Um, and he says, like, oh, if I don't get this information, Shibusawa is going to be so pissed off at If me. you kill him, we're not going to... If you kill him without getting the information out of he him, this was all fucking pointless, you idiot. Yeah, uh, the, so he, he goes to, like, untie Tachibana, uh, and Yoneda's like, hey, I just joined up because I like to hit people. Well, what do you yeah. want from me? And Kuzey's like, I, I remember why I joined up. To beat up on guys that are stronger than me. And punks That's like why you, I'm torturing. Yeah, punks, punks like, like you, you piss me off. So he, he goes to untie you. Tachibana, and as he's, as he's doing so, Tachibana looks up at Yoneda and kind of smirks at him. Yeah, uh, he does. He's I hate like Tachibana. Come on, come on, come I, on. Well, I I feel like this was kind of part of his plan, sort of. <laughs> was to be epic. Was to be epic was to, at him. Well, yeah, was to be epic and get brained with a sledgehammer, which is what happens. Yeah, I uh, meant to do that. Oh, it's horrible. It yeah, because because. This is this is the thing because because like I'm pretty sure in in Japan like games are not allowed to be like gory. So when when the, Yoneda like he he sees him smirking, he just gets so pissed off and he's like, "What are you looking at?" And then he hits him in the side of the head with the sledgehammer and like he doesn't brain him, like nothing cracks or breaks yeah. or comes out. But you see this moment, and I I think it's very effective because you see the the like collision and it like slows down, and that's just the moment they're like, "Well." 
Yeah, that's, this is over. And Tachi, that Tachibana is not going to get out of that one. Yeah, it's it's just like there's something super viscerally like like they could do gory, they could do bloody, but just that 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 impact where there's no bloodshed, but you just feel like the and you're like, oh yeah, yep, that's that's a head injury that is completely fatal yeah and kuze um, so, agrees because he immediately uh inflicts the same head injury to yoneda yeah, he, he slams yoneda's head on the ground uh yoneda is like, dead like he is it, dead. did he kill yoneda he, yeah, he killed yoneda so. yoneda's fucking dead so like here's the thing about this is that um and i know haha gameplay whatever kiryu shoots people with guns sometimes and they don't die but whenever i whenever because you can hit people with sledgehammers in this game and there's a sledgehammer heat move where kiryu like you know, hits them he does the, the same thing that Yoneda did, but he, he does it like does, five and, times. Yeah, every time I see that heat move, I'm like, that's the thing that killed Tachibana. There he's doing it to that guy. Yeah, he's um, doing it to that guy. Yeah, so so Tachibana's like he's got a little bit left in him, but you know that this dude is is fading very quickly. Someone um, get this man Kiryu, a stamina royale quick. <laughs> he needs to he pours it between his lips. He and needs he just some fixes milk. It. Yeah. Um Kiryu runs in and punches the sunglasses off Kuze's face and it's one of oh, the best I love, things. Yeah, it is oh, uh, it's a good punch. Yeah, this, it's then that Kiryu and Nishiki walks in and Kiryu sees Tachibana and Kuze's just like, Hey, right on time. This wasn't so bad. Uh, Whenever and, Kiryu screams Kuze, it's and then it, yeah, oh, that's just the good I, shit. I've I've watched this this like five top, top ten top like, ten anime punches is yeah Kiryu I, punching I've watched it so many times. Um, oh, it's so fucking good. This scene, yeah, but this, this fight is like hampered by the fact that we've just watched our uh, friend get killed. Basically, yeah, it it, it I, I still just I want to dwell on that fight intro for yeah. a little bit more. Just mm-hmm. just the way mm-hmm. it slows down, you it's get so the good. the nice like impact on kuze's face his glasses flying off it's uh is this the most satisfying beat down of kuze because he really deserved it i mean actually kuze didn't do it he was gonna he was gonna but it's just uh, i just love to beat this man yeah but kuze's still not like he's not like sad about it yeah he's not sorry that it happened and as soon as kiryu walks in he's like hey great to see you kid maybe you know maybe you know where the empty lot owner is yeah exactly um so this time when you fight Kuze, there's a bunch of other guys. Um, not Yoneda, which is good, because Yoneda has been uh, offed. Yoneda's dead, but Nishiki we do... Yeah, you. you've got Nishiki now. So you get some bro time, but it's not as fun now, because someone has just been uh, horribly killed. Tachibana um, is a piece of geometry in the arena, too. Like Yeah, you have to, like, fight around him, exactly. He's a, you, you can't pick him up and use him for a heat move, sadly. What if there was like a you know how like Tachibana has like uh, tag team heat moves when you're fighting with him at the Tojo headquarters? It'd be good if you could like go near him and he would like just like weakly stick his leg out and trip people with it. <laughs> I'm trying to make comedy jokes about it because I'm very sad because yeah. I like Tachibana a lot. Um, so you kick Kuze's ass, of course. You clean up, use the fun heat moves. There's a lot of good things to hit people with here. Mm. Um, you, yeah, Kuze's, you've got like some mannequins and shit. It, it's yeah. Kuze's uh, lying face down on the pavement when the smoke clears, and uh, Nishiki goes to help Tachibana get up, but he ain't getting up. He cannot stand. Yeah. Um, this is uh, bad. This is very sad. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 Akiryu, like, apologizes for getting here so late, and then... Uh, Tachibana. Tachibana. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's okay. It's fine. You did everything right. And then Kiryu's like, please don't die. Your sister's right outside. She's right here. And then Nishiki's like, he like tells Nishiki to go get Makoto so she can see her brother before he dies. Tachibana says, I'm sorry. I'm not, 
I'm not gonna make it cure you. Uh, one, and one last thing. He, it's about yeah. He closes his eyes for the last. time. No, he first he tells you he tells you two things. Two things. Number one, okay. he's like, Lao Gui, the one controlling him. It's Sohei Dojima. He's been yeah. pulling all the strings. He's the one who wanted to drive out Kazuma, so he framed you. And last thing I need to tell you, it's about shutting off the power. The secret of my ability is. Eh. And then he dies. Then he dies. We never, then... And we never get to find out what that thing about turning off the power for 10 seconds meant. It never came up again. Kiryu is beside himself. Oh, this is like like I'm when Kiryu myself. cries. When Kiryu cries, like he's a man who lets his tears come out when, when they need to. Um, but it only happens every once in a while. Um, not even like when people close to him die, he, al- he doesn't always cry about it. But he, he gets like two real good tears in this one yeah and he he's, like screams yeah he's, he is distraught about this he is not happy and neither am i um but the worst part of the scene has yet to happen because here's where the real sad stuff begins uh this is awful <laughs> we're not going out into the alleyway yet are we no that's what happens next besides like here you tells he tells tachibana that he'll keep his sister safe and then he picks him up and he takes him out into the empty lot. But before then, he goes, <laughs> Kuze. Oh right, fucking Kuze. Did, Kuze just to like is like yeah. What what does he say? He's like he oh. tells he says this is like this. I actually kind of hate this because because like he he interrupts this this very emotional moment to talk to Kiryu about some shit that doesn't matter because he's like, there's a traitor. Someone's gonna sell the oh, empty yeah, lot. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, somebody's gonna sell it to the, the only lines. Kiryu, Kiryu, but, if. If 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 the Omi Alliance gets it, they'll mar- they'll march on Tokyo. It'll be chaos. There will be a full on war. Uh, and then Kiryu and- says, "He says I don't give a sh- I don't care about the Tojo Clan anymore. And if anyone touches Makoto, I'll burn this clan to the ground single handedly. Every last one of you. I, I, I swear. I mean, it, he could it, he it, could it's, do it. it it's kind of yeah. It's melodramatic, but I really I do like that line." I uh, love it. That's the thing is that it's so bad. It's so dumb that Kuse brings this up right now after something really sad happened and something even sadder is about to happen. But I also do love Kiryu being so pissed off that he will single handedly uh, destroy the entire Tojo clan. Yeah, and which he, he could he, do. He's, yeah, he says it with such conviction. You do believe that he could do it. Oh, I uh, know he could do it. Like yeah. all twenty thousand people, no problem. And then as he leaves, Kuse's like that little punk. He really, he really turned he's into a, a real yakuza, yakuza huh? He went from Yakuza Zero to Yakuza Kiwami Extreme. To Yakuza Hero. <coughs> um, yes. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. Here's the saddest part. Uh, Kiryu uh, kicks open the door right into the empty lot, as it turns out. Yep. Yeah, it's literally right there. And he's got Tachibana's dead body. Yeah. And he... then... <laughs> Nishiki comes in with Makoto. Makoto says, brother, not brother, is that, brother, is that you? Uh, she, <laughs> it she, sucks so bad. She comes up. She starts. She feels him. She feels the yeah, wounds she, like, on his body. His hand, and she feels his, like his, how cold he like is. His, yeah, his clammy skin. And she she drops her cane and oh oh uh, yeah. She's like she's like oh god. She says like because uh, she's you know it's she says like oh Nichan oh well, you're you're sleeping I, I oh, yeah you're, you're sleeping tired. You, you're tired oh, you, oh you're god. gonna and be okay the, it's gonna and be then okay. the last thing she says is like oh I'm she says uh, tadaima which means I'm home that's what you say when you're oh, home god. and it's oh it's so sad Jesus oh genuinely just truly beyond upsetting moment in this game 
This is so sad. It makes me so sad. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even going to play the sub-story sad music. No. I, I promise. Like, it was funny when Wen Hai Lee turned... I mean, it wasn't funny when Wen Hai Lee turned into a skeleton, but it was like, there was comedy to be made. There's nothing funny to say about this scene. Yeah, it just makes me... This is just tragic. It's, it's very depressing. And, uh, not, and not in the Last yeah. of Us 2 way. It's it's like a... a it's... It's it's rough. It's, it's real rough. Um, but it is good. It's very effective uh, at making you super sad. Makoto Makimura has had a fucking... Dude, you know that meme that's been going around that it's the picture of Ellie from The Last of Us 2 and it's like, name a character who's yeah, gone name through a character more who's gone suffering more pa- Yeah, Makoto Makimura. And I like, and then everyone's like posting the funny images and I'm just like, it's Makoto Makimura. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. That's, that's me. I'm and doing that. Yeah. <laughs> just post that in the comments. Everyone spam the comments. I'm going to do that post. from the show account as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, do it. Um, yeah, that's that's the end of the chapter, um, and I don't believe we have any questions, because I think I just now realized that I forgot to put up the post, unfortunately. Rip. Rip. Uh, the qu- question from a friend of the show, me, and it says, uh, it says, how upset did that ending make you when you first played it? Very. Extremely. It made me upset the second time knowing what was happening. It sucks. It's so sad. Um, anyways, uh, on that note... We're done with this chapter, and uh, I'm glad that I don't need to talk about that scene ever again. Oof. I think that's probably um, top number one sad, saddest Yakuza moments, and there are some very sad moments in the series, but mm-hmm. I think that one is almost certainly at the top. Yeah, you, you um, go to TV Tropes and you go to the Tearjerker page. This is right at the yeah. top. This is crowning moment of, of sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh... But that's it. I mean, I guess we just tip wrap it up now. Uh, on that, yeah. Note. Do you have anything? The, do you have anything funny and lighthearted to say to make this a little less sad? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Me- Media King shows up and he says, "Ah, that's rough, buddy." And then he does his funny disco pose, and that's the end of the chapter. I, th- I think next week we're gonna have some fun with Majima in Kamarocho, but uh, until then, okay. The th- the, the the fun with Majima and Kamurocho is also really depressing, but in a very funny way. And I'm I don't know. We get we get some pretty goofy moments in, in the. I'm real. I'm I'm really excited for next week's chapter. Um, unfortunately, you're gonna have to drive back to Sotimbori to do some. Yeah, cabaret I'm gonna club. have to do a whole lot of cabaret. A whole lot of cabaret. Are you in? What you have? You have last I one, have, right? I have two left, and then the finale oh. part. Oh. Oh. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Uh, sorry about the depressing content. That's them's the breaks, them's the games. Sometimes things aren't so happy in this series or funny. But also think about Kiryu learning how to rip his shirt off from Nishiki because that's great. Um, that's good and funny and, and crowning moment fun. of heartwarming. Cr- crowning room, cr- crowning moment of uh, yeah, cr- crowning moment of heartwarming. Um, you can find our all of our episodes at yakuzapod.com. Find us, listen to us, give us a like and a review, tell your friends, spread the word, uh, and just keep on riding that Yakuza train. You can find me at twitter.com slash Rex. You can find, oh, by the way, you can find our podcast at twitter.com slash podcastgagotoku. That's podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U at Twitter. And you can uh, find all of our questions there if you have a question. I usually post a, a little question post a few days in advance, but today I forgot. I was too busy um, wrapped up in the clutches 
of the Leisure King, or the Media Whoops. King. Where can we find you, Argyle? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Argyle underscore Funk. You can also listen to my other podcast. It is about Yu-Gi-Oh! It's called Pot of Greed. You were uh, on Pot it. Pot of Greed? I'd, I'd never be on that Yeah, you, you'd never be on that uh, exactly one week ago on an episode that I don't believe has been posted yet, but will be posted. No, in it's, the it's up. Future. It's up. Oh, it is up? Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Yeah, you were on an episode. I wasn't on that one. Uh, I did not. I was not ready for uh, things that were going to happen on Yu-Gi-Oh! at this point in the show. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, because it's a very different arc from... It's completely separate from any of the other Cap- arcs. Capsule Monster's bad. As I understand, you use the opportunity to talk about the Artemis Fowl movie, so... <laughs> I, uh, could, I couldn't help myself. Anyways, listen to that. It's good. Um, and other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, you can find my other podcast, Jurgenit, we, uh, at secretlifepod.com. We watch the bad show of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Except you don't right watch now, it anymore. We don't watch it anymore, but we talk about it a lot because we're reading Secret Life Season 6 fan fiction. Um, wasn't some of wasn't which that is... taken down? Hmm? No, 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 uh, no, no. It was, uh, we were reading another one for Patreon, and that oh. one got taken down. That one has been cruelly snatched from our grasp. Rip and um, But the Season 6 one that we're reading is still going strong, and we're Fantastic. getting down to the... Much like we're almost done with Yakuza 0, like a couple weeks, we are uh, almost done with that fan fiction, which is exciting. Um, and what else? Yeah. Um, go, uh, go listen to, uh, more, all of our episodes. If you haven't already, I don't know why you wouldn't have already. Hey, go go play Yakuza Zero. I'm pretty sure some of them are on sale right now. Or listen to the Yakuza Zero soundtrack on Spotify. Oh God. Yeah. Do that. Um, you know, I was just thinking about it today that like, oh, if anyone's listening to this and hasn't played Yakuza Zero, um, definitely give it a play. Um, play all of them, honestly. I recommend, I also recommend, uh, if you haven't played any of these games and you want something that's really nice and self-contained, um, that has the same kind of setting and gameplay, play Judgment, because that game owns. Yeah! Um, definitely play Judgment. Um, and play all the Yakuza games. Uh, I know we, like, talk about the whole plot and spoil everything, but there's so much, like, I was looking at the map today, there's so much stuff that we have not talked about. Like, so much content, so many side stories, uh, oh, all of for the, sure. like training stuff that we never do there's all stories about that there's so much to this game there's it's just like an endless wealth of content so even when we're done talking about yakuza zero no we have not we have barely broken the crust of this creme brulee (laughs) oh yeah we're yeah it's it's a it's a great game um and i'm just kind of sad that we're almost done with it uh especially because i uh don't like the next one that much yeah I, i think it's all right yeah it's all right uh but stay tuned and thank you very much for listening and as always kiwami means extreme Bye. Yeah.